Sports and Catholic Radio. This is your host, Taylor Stroll. Alrighty. Let's do this. I'm excited. We've just been kind of on a roll these last couple weeks, having a blast on the show. I do have to say, though, just right from the get-go, I got to throw Sam under the bus. Producer Sam, everybody's favorite producer in all of Catholic podcasting, all of Catholic Twitter. I don't know if that's true, but... No, it it is not even close. <laughs> Take that, Nick Sharapa. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, so you are the greatest producer in all of Catholic podcasting. But... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. None of us are perfect. It's true. Even the saints, the holiest among us, have made mistakes before. It's very true. Today was one of them for you. Yes. <laughs> but I'm gonna let I'm gonna forgive you and let it slide. Oh, thank be- you. Because you've had a rough week. We're gonna get to that in a second. But we have to tell people what happened. Uh, everything was going just fine as we began. Yes. And. Uh, it takes a lot for me to do that intro, to just like yell at the top of my lungs. Yes. So, so, sometimes I have to take my inhaler beforehand because I'm Most of the time awesome. you have to do that. <laughs> um, I'm very lightheaded currently. That's not good. Because <laughs> when we started the first time, you'd thought it wasn't working for some very odd reason. I think it was because you, you didn't have your headphones on. <laughs> yeah, they weren't like all the way on my ears right, I guess, because... Y- you tend to be really loud in that one, so I, I don't put it on my ears all the way, so it doesn't hurt my ears. Oh, so it's my fault you messed up. Yes. Okay, so I messed up <laughs> by doing what I do every week, <laughs> and Sam made me yell twice because the first one d- doesn't count. <laughs> so I'm yeah. currently very lightheaded, but that pales in comparison, Miss Producer Sam. Yes. To the week that you just had. I want yeah. to set this up because those, peop- those people who have uh, been around the show for longer than a month, n- the last month has just been fantastic on the show. I- I'm feeling great. We've had great guests. We've been having a lot of fun. People think you're the greatest thing that's ever happened to earth other than the Jesus and maybe some, some of the Marys and some of the apostles <laughs> from the Gospels. But uh, the month before was a pretty rough month. I was sick a lot still doing the show. And I had this one week where... I got like this guy is essentially I got in a hit and run. I was fine. He hit me, ran away. I had to chase him down. It became this whole ordeal. Uh, the cops lied on my, on my, on the paperwork. They said it was going to be his fault. So I can get the insurance money. Then they didn't say it was his fault and didn't give him a ticket when they told me he would like just kind of, kind of rough week. And then, like something else, had, like my I I forget the refrigerator. <laughs> the refrigerator stopped running, which is funny because that's usually like the oldest joke in the book. Right? Is your refrigerator running? No, no, it's not running, and I'm having a very bad week. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Thanks a lot. So, so it it was a rough week, but uh, you had a week f- fairly similar. Now I'm, yeah. I'm v- everyone who listens to the show knows that I'm just extremely humble and loving. <laughs> so of course your week was worse. But I just wanted to give it a little bit of a preface. We all go through this. We all make mistakes. We all have rough weeks. But yeah, we're still here doing this whole Catholic thing. Why don't you let the good people who just love you on the Twitters especially. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, let people just just give them a little bit of insight into the week you had this week. 
Yeah. Um, so I started not to feel super well. That was on the 100th episode. That's when I was like super sick. So two weeks ago when we all told you, hey, you should go to the doctor and you said. Yes. Uh, I said it's just allergies. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, like mm. we, we all think you're very pretty, but we all were like, you look terrible. Go to the doctor. <laughs> go to the doctor. <laughs> um, so I didn't. And I had too much work to do mostly. So I didn't go to the doctor. Um, but then Friday, uh, I got a phone call that my this is like actually serious. My parents were in, in a car accident. Um, and so all I knew is they were on a certain street. So I was driving around trying to find them. Um, Ter- just terrifying. Yeah, it was it was absolutely terrifying. Driving around. Finally, of course, it's where all the fire trucks and ambulances and like all of the police cars. And it looked like it was going to be this big, big thing. And I just like didn't know what I was going to do. And um, it was very terrifying. <laughs> very, very terrifying. Um, so then I get out there finally, find where they are. I get out of the car and it starts pouring down raining. Um, so I'm already sick in the rain, not knowing what's going on. They, they won't let me into the fire truck cause they're trying to get my mom's stuff all figured out and make sure she's okay that I could drive her to the ER instead of the ambulance. Um, so it was just like a very like terrifying, scary thing. Um, everyone's, you know, okay, we got bumps and bruises and, you know, things like that but we were trying to rest at home and the very next day Saturday I felt miserable um so my mom's like just go to the doctor <clears throat> there you go there's a nice little cop for you wonderful <laughs> so uh went to the doctor she was like yeah why didn't you come to me so much sooner so I got all this medicine I had to get a shot which I hate shots shots are the worst but they're good for you so I did it and then got home felt fine Sunday took my medicine <laughs> As again. As you said that, like, it's the worst, but it's good for you. I was going through all the jokes I could have made, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to let this one go because I'd get in trouble for anything I said. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> so then Saturday, I took my medicine. No, sorry. Sunday, I took the medicine and realized that the medicine they gave me um, has something that I'm allergic to in it. So I broke out <laughs> and was itchy and miserable. Um, so yeah, the last couple of days <laughs> that's, have not been the best couple that, of days. That's the absolute worst. Cause like, obviously like with your parents, right? Like nobody, like they couldn't have prevented that. Like it right. was the other person's fault. Right. Um, nobody could have prevented that. They absolutely could have, pre- like you're already stressed out from the wreck. Like your parents were, f- are fine now. They're still hurting. So guys pray for them. Pray for the producer, Sam, producer thank Sam's you, family. Yeah. Because uh, it's still, I mean, it was a rough week last week, but they're still dealing with the with the pain and the hurt of that. So pray for them. Um, the other thing, though, is that like your medicine thing absolutely should have been prevented. Oh yeah, hundred like, <laughs> percent. So you were telling me before the show when I like you and I were catching up because also in the midst of this, it wasn't as big of a deal to you, but everybody knows how much of a millennial I am. Your phone stopped working in the midst yes. of all this because it got rained on while you were out Correct. there. Correct. So like I was like. Sam, <laughs> where, where are you? <laughs> and just never answered. And then I got, you know, then I, I've heard from a friend that your phone wasn't working. I was like, okay, good. She's alive. <laughs> She's not ignoring me or right. something. Yeah. I forgot what I was saying. Fantastic. I don't know what you were going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. It absolutely could have been prevented. Like there oh. was a piece of paper that said you're allergic to penicillin. It was yes. highlighted yes. and they gave you it anyway. Correct. <laughs> like, like I tried to make it better and it got worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the whole, uh, the whole one-upsmanship thing, right? Yes. Like you had a bad week and then typically somebody would come on and say they had a worse week, right? 
I right. definitely, definitely didn't. But I want to share a little bit about my week as well. But for the purpose of not one-upping, because it's definitely not worse than the week that you had, which also <laughs> it's like one-upping is totally weird when it's like, no, I had the worst childhood. It's like, why do you want to win that? <laughs> like, yeah, no. the, I had the worst week. Uh, uh, okay. You, you can have that one, buddy. <laughs> like <laughs> Any day you can have that one. I'll let you have it. All right. So my week was, was uh, not as bad as yours. It was just very busy. So like we had our revive area-wide youth rally this past Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just some context. I've been running this event for, this is the third year. Last year, I was very smart and on the ball. I was like, hey, we're doing this event in an outdoor event. I should ask like six months early for a a local parish, local, local school, somewhere to have the, have the event inside, you know, if there's bad weather. Right. Last year, I set all that up, and then it was just beautiful weather on the day of Revive. It was really 2017, nice weather. Just, just beautiful. This year, I I didn't set that up. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> you called me on I did. Wednesday or Thursday of last week. You yeah. were like, hey, it's uh 80% chance of rain all day. Did we come up with a second plan? <laughs> did we come? Did you get it? I was like... What you said, uh, did you get a backup place? And I said, I did last year, but that's not helpful. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to go eat crow in front of not one, not two, but three of my bosses and say, hey, remember that time I asked you about this? Yeah. Can I have it again? When is it? 48 hours from now. (laughs) 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 So I felt really dumb, which uh, is a weekly thing for me. But this one was really, really bad. So anyway, they were all very gracious with me. And... It ended up like the percentage of rain came down, but especially because we have a, like there's a bunch of music equipment for Dave Moore's band who came in and right. a- Allie Hoffman, Johnny Philp came in to speak. It was a great day. It ended up being a great day, but mainly because of like, one, you don't want to get rained on at an event when you're like trying to hear the gospel be preached and you're like, it's raining on me. <laughs> you know? Exactly. So like when it was raining, when in the Noah story, they didn't preach the gospel. They just built the boat, you know? So right. like, like, it's just really hard to focus. So we moved it inside. It's a good day. And the, one of the reasons I bring it up is that uh, Allie Hoffman was there, who was on episode 65 of the Forte Catholic show. She was awesome. A keynote speaker gave two talks and she talked about like finding joy and how like our, our theme was your love defends me. Like God's love defends us in good times and in bad. Mm-hmm. And and then Johnny Philp gave the second talk, which was all about suffering. So we were talking about like finding joy, finding happiness and how like Allie's first talk was about like if we're going to find true joy, it's going to be from the well of Christ, mm. you know, like that we're sipping from the water that is everlasting, not just water that we keep having to come back to every day. And then Johnny shared a, just a, a, a heartfelt story about, ironically enough, I mean, you, you know, you talk about the car, car crash with your parents, like mm. he lost his brother in a, in a car crash last year. And it was just, it was just really, really tough for him. And like in the midst of that suffering, it was very hard. Like he was, he was the first person to find out. He was the first person there, first person that arrived. Like the same terror that you had, yeah. you know, walking up to that. You don't know what you're walking up to. Thank God your parents are okay. But it, unfortunately, it wasn't that way for him. And, and like just how hard of a moment that was. But he talked about like still being able to find God. Like, he, like it's, he's like, these are the moments that I need God to defend me. Because like I've got 
you know, he's like, I have nothing left. Like I just lost my brother, one of my best friends. And and there's a hopelessness. Like there's nothing you can do. Absolutely. There's nothing you can do when you're there. Yeah. Right. It's 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 all completely out of your hands. And it's like, so we either turn to despair, which is very human, very natural, or we just say, like, I mean, God, you have to have this because I have I have nothing. Right. Um so I just thought it was it was pretty interesting, like the the connection between like, you know, again, having rough weeks. We talked about this all last month when I was going through all this, all this struggle. It's like God is still there for us. And like, those are the moments that like, we really need him. Like in our moments of struggle are the moments that we need him to defend us. Yeah, like, like we recognize our need, but then also the times that we're having a great week. Like we still need God. We can't get to heaven. We can't find true happiness without, without him. Okay. So the last thing, Sam, I don't know if you heard this story. Maybe you did through the grapevine. We had a pretty interesting moment. So one thing that also proves that I'm not very smart is that I... I had the campus ministry schedule for St. Joseph's. I, I put it all together for some very dumb reason. <laughs> I remember. I put a very large event for the school right. this past Friday. Correct. When yep. I'm also in charge of Revive, which was on Saturday. It's like, that right. wasn't very bright. <laughs> but we had a pretty, we had a day, uh, it could have, it could have been really bad, but it turned out really cool. It did. So, Back on episode 79 of the show, we talked about your favorite superhero, which is... Spider-Man. Spider-Man. We played the clip on the show. We're not going to play it now, but if you want to go listen to that segment, it's the first segment of episode 79. And it's this moment in Spider-Man Homecoming where it's right after the big boat scene for people who've seen the movie. where like, Spider-Man messed up, blah, blah, blah. Iron Man, Iron Man's suit comes, and, and Iron Man's suit has come a bunch of different times. And but Tony Stark, who is the man behind Iron Man, was never there. And then one of the really impactful lines in that is that Spider-Man's looking at the suit because essentially it was like remote controlled before and like Tony Stark was talking, but he wasn't actually there. And then he was like, you, you didn't listen to me. And he was like, I did listen to you. Who do you think called the FBI to, to, to warn them about what you told me about? Like I showed up, <laughs> I'm, if, if you don't remember what happened four minutes ago, I, Iron Man actually was the one that saved the day, <laughs> you know, like I tried to prevent it and I was there just in case anything went down. It did. And I fixed it. And then the other line is like, if you, if you really cared, Spider-Man saying to, uh, to this Iron Man suit, if you really cared, you would be here. And then like in one of those moments that gives you goosebumps, like Tony Stark walks out of the, <laughs> of the suit for the first time. In the whole movie, he's actually physically present there. So that was, I gave that talk. The first talk of the day. That's what set up our day. And essentially the point was like, there are so many times that we can tell God those same things. Where it's like, if you really cared, you'd be here. And like Johnny said in his story, and like I can look back at some of the sufferings in my life and like, maybe you're in the midst of it. So maybe not now, but maybe in a week or two weeks. It's like, okay, this is where God was present in my suffering. And it's this whole idea that God is there even when, he, when we can't see him. Like that was the main thing. Whether we think he, he doesn't care or he doesn't listen, he absolutely does. And he is there. And then we get to the end of the day. We always end the day in Eucharistic adoration. Time of praise and worship, time of prayer, in, right in front of the Blessed Sacrament. The lights go out. The power goes out in the entire school for an hour and a half. <laughs> So we're in adoration. The lights go out. I'm like, what do we do? The kids were great. We kept praying. 
And the connection just blew my mind and I was able to share it and it blew everybody's mind. We literally couldn't see Jesus. It was so dark in there, it's pitch black. We couldn't see Jesus, but we knew he was there. It, like the whole day just came full circle. It was phenomenal. All right, we will be right back for our interview with Bill Snyder. Hey, I just wanted to stop and take a moment to tell you to go visit the website for all your Forte Catholic needs, F-O-R-T-E-Catholic.com. You can find old podcast episodes. You can find info on my music, on my speaking. You can find booking information. If you want me to come out to your parish or to ask an event or school, I would love to go check it out, F-O-R-T-E-Catholic.com, and enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. As promised, we have another fantastic crossover episode today. Mr. Bill Snyder is here on the line today from Young Catholics Respond. He is our guest today. I was his guest. We recorded it a couple weeks ago. It is releasing this Thursday, the 27th. We're just coming at you. Doing a little bit of cross-pollination. I believe that is a term that I should have learned in science class. You can tell me if it means uh, anything, if I was even close to the meaning whatsoever. But uh, without further ado, let's introduce the man, the myth, the legend, the the elusive Bill Snyder. What's up, Bill? Hey, you caught me, man. I'm on with you. It's great to be here. I caught you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. Elusive. See, I've, I've been trying to catch you, and here you are. So the reason that I say that you're elusive is that we've been talking for a, a little over a month now, where I listened to a couple of your episodes of your show, and I was like, hey, he'd be a good guy to have on the show. I'd like to go on his show. We we set it all out, but like I have looked up stuff about you, and, and I, I feel like I know less about you than I do most of my guests. So we're going to get to know you a little bit. Do you feel elusive? No, I don't feel necessarily elusive, but uh, I'm I'm glad that my digital footprint isn't quite as large as everyone else's. <laughs> that you're very good for the environment. There's something about a footprint in the environment. Again, I think <laughs> I'm wrong. But all right, so you've been elusive to me. So I want people to to get to know you and I wanted to get to know you a little bit more because when I, you know, I went on your show and typically, you know, you try to make it about the guest. Well, now we're going to flip the tables like Jesus did. And I'm going to make you the center of attention. Tell people who Bill Snyder is. Well, I'm a uh, Jesus loving uh, guy from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So Philly is uh, a big part of my uh, big part of who I am, right? I'm an Eagles fan. Uh, a disgraced Philadelphia Phillies fan right now. Uh, and if you're watching any of the news uh, today about the Flyers mascot, Gritty, uh, he just came out and he is the most terrifying mascot in uh, all of professional sports. So uh, so first of all, I, I grew up in Philadelphia, uh, love, love my Philadelphia sports teams. But beyond that, um, as I said, I'm a Jesus-loving dude. Um, I, I was uh, set on fire in high school through my high school youth ministry program uh for jesus christ and i uh, which was out in paley pennsylvania uh, st norbert so i'll give them a shout out uh awesome 
awesome uh, youth group out there, life team, the whole bit, and uh, and just fell in love with God. Uh, went went to school, got my uh, bachelor's degree, TV, radio, production, and theology. So here I am geeking out for Jesus uh, with my brand new glasses I got uh, two weeks ago, and. Uh, you know, first time ever I needed glasses, so now I, I I've officially got geek status uh, in the Catholic Church uh, with that. So, so yeah, super excited uh, to be here talking with you. Uh, if I had to give you a brief overview, that is uh, what I do and who I am. I have so many follow up questions. The first, we're going to work backwards. We're going to start with the glasses. So you told me right before you came on that you are thirty three years old, the age of Jesus. You know what I've never thought about before. Like, do you think that Jesus or the apostles were people in need of glasses? Like, I don't think glasses were a thing 2,000 years ago. I, again, I could be wrong, but what do you think? Um, you know, they, you know, Jesus probably had perfect vision just because he's, you know, the perfect God. But uh, Peter probably needed, uh, you know, bifocals. Uh, he was both short-sighted and probably far nearsighted. Uh, <laughs> Physically at, at and time. mentally. Yes, exactly. So, so, yeah, I would think some of the... Um, I would think some of the apostles definitely needed uh, definitely needed the, the specs. Okay, I'm going to ask you my follow-up question, but while you answer, I'm going to be looking up when glasses were invented, because that's very important. My second follow-up question uh, might make some of our Canadian listeners mad. I know that I, we have some listeners up in, the, up in the Canadian parts, but I just had to laugh that you were like, I don't know if you've been keeping up the news, but the Flyers mascot, I'm like, no, no one here cares about hockey. So like, no, we hadn't heard that. And I probably would have never heard that unless the elusive man from Philadelphia had said so. Uh, and then also, like, our favorite character on the show, he's our favorite character because he's our only character other than me, uh, is Rocco Cucozzillo. And he is uh, a Philadelphia Eagles fan. We've, been, we've interviewed him a couple of times. So, um, yes, I made fun of your hockey, but congratulations on your recent Super Bowl victory, my friend. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about uh, Young Catholics Respond. This is the show that I went on of yours. Why don't you give like introduce people to it? Why should people listen? What do you talk about? Uh, I have a uh, incredibly blessed, uh, first of all, incredibly blessed uh, to have the program. Um, why should people listen to it? Because there's people like yourself and all other really incredibly more interesting people than me that I get to talk to on the air. That is um, that is really what it comes down to. I uh, I have an incredible lineup of guests. I don't know how I get them. The Holy Spirit, uh, I think, it has like it has me on mail order or something because I just keep finding people and people keep going. Hey, yeah, I want to come on this show, and I'm like, okay, fine, I'll be happy to have you. So um, I've had people like Tim Staples, uh, Trent Horn, Susan Tassoni. Um, you know, I've had I've had you. I've had. Uh, just an incredible uh, lineup of guests that that talk about uh, their ministries. Uh, had an Olympic swimmer, Kate Ziegler, on uh, not long ago. Uh, so there's there's some incredible people out there who are living their faith. And I like to say uh, the reason why I call the 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 show Young Catholics Respond actually was um, created by the name was created by a uh, now religious sister. Uh, she's a Dominican sister in Ann Arbor. Uh, who was the original co-host of the show with me in 2012. And um, it was created to say this is a response, the young Catholics' response to our culture and to what's going on out there. And so it doesn't mean that I always have young Catholic guests on. It just means that, well, I right now I'm, I guess, 33 is young. Uh, so 
I, this is the young Catholic response. I get a chance to ask uh, questions that I think are relevant to all Catholics, young Catholics out there um, that, uh, you know, that can, that can help lift up the church. And I get to talk to a lot of really cool, interesting people out there uh, doing it. So even some, even some uh, Christian, you know, Catholic, I'll, I'll, I'll interview anybody who's out there lifting up uh, Christianity and Catholicism in a, in a way that, that uh, shines in their lives and in the world. I've really enjoyed your show. I got to listen to a couple of the ones that you mentioned, uh, Carlo Broussard, Joe Sakura, all good dudes that I've had on the show as well. They're just fantastic interviews, and I've really enjoyed uh, what I've heard from you as well. So uh, here's another follow-up question, though. I get the Young Catholics Respond thing. It's a, it's a great idea. You're 33. I don't think you're anywhere close to this. But at what age that you turn will you c- change the name to Middle-Aged Catholics Respond? <laughs> Well, I, you know, I guess the church says that uh, you're a young adult until about 39. Isn't that like the official youth? Uh, I've heard youth, mixed, youth mixed reviews. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like 39 or 39 and a half or whatever that, uh, you know, the, the, the time I expire from being uh, eligible for World Youth Day, uh, which <laughs> I've never been to one World Youth Day ever. Um, I, I will, uh, I will eventually change it to, yeah, middle-aged Catholics respond. That is totally catchy. <laughs> I love it. I also, <laughs> you, you said the word, whenever I expire, I was like, no, I didn't want to talk about your death. Like, you're like, when I expire from the age of going to World Youth Day, I was like, oh, okay. That's, <laughs> I thought this was going very dark very quickly. So, Done. um, the other thing that I just have to mention, because I have the internet at my fingertips, speaking of middle-aged people and the middle ages, I don't know when the middle ages are. Again, I might be wrong, but now I, now I have to look at when the middle ages were. But definitely I looked it up. Glasses were not invented. It says that, um, I'll just read to you from the interwebs. The exact date is in dispute. I mean, whatever, we can't figure it out yet. It is generally agreed that the first pair of corrective eyeglasses were invented in Italy sometime between 1268 and 1300. So definitely... Jesus and his crew did not have glasses, and there are a lot of people that are like, duh, Taylor, you're not very smart. But what do you expect? This is Forte Catholic. So, um, <laughs> Hey, just remember that Ben Franklin created the bifocals, all right? And he is a dude that is pretty, uh, pretty uh, proud Philadelphian. He's very smart, that. but he got struck by lightning, so I'm not sure he how did. I feel about him. Um, he's also he's also on the amount of money that I've only seen twice because of <laughs> ministry. So speaking of ministry, uh, Young Catholics Respond is a a radio initiative, a podcast initiative out of Patchwork Heart Ministry. So why don't you explain a little bit about what Patchwork Heart is and the connection there? All right. So my ministry uh, grew out of uh, seriously being hit uh, with a two by four by the Holy Spirit. It's a it's a spiritual two by four, not a real one. Uh, but it, I was at a youth conference, the Wisconsin Catholic Youth Rally in 2012, and I'm sitting there listening to a bunch of the Catholic speakers, and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to start a ministry. And I'm like, okay, well, I have no idea what that means uh, to me, but I'll, but I'll tell you what, Holy Spirit, if you give me a name, I'll, I'll start the ministry. So uh, we had this task of praying the final decade of the rosary in the uh, car ride home with our, uh, with our youth group. So I'm in the car uh, riding home with a few people in the car praying the fifth decade of uh, the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And the Holy Spirit took the two by four again and said, uh, patchwork heart ministry. So I, I, there's the name go start it. So uh, thank you, blessed mother. Uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
And uh, it took me about a week and week or so. I registered the name patchworkheart.org, my website, and had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Then, um, then a few months later, I, I I started blogging a little bit. I started, uh, you know, just praying about where is this all all is this going to go. I had um, uh, another friend uh, who was starting a Catholic radio station said, "Why don't you come in? Uh, you you have some skills that we can use. Uh, so why don't you just start?" Uh, Pulling around and, and creating a show while we get the FM AM station up and running, uh, so did that for a little while. Found found my co-host Christina Pazella to go on and just talk about Catholic stuff, um, and that's how the ministry started. And it's continuing just to grow and grow and grow over over the years. Um, it's spiraled into uh, a little devotional called Contemplative Stations of the Cross that I've uh, written. I also have an autobiography. Uh, called Solar Quest, which is S O U L A R uh, Quest, uh, and I wrote that in high school. But a religious brother told me to publish it, so I published it under Patchwork Heart uh, about my medical journey. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm out there doing a little bit of parish speaking every once in a while, but I uh, would always love more, uh, love to write, love to blog. Uh, so that's really where, and love to host Young Catholics Respond. So that's really what uh, the ministry does. So I, I, we do have to finish the interview by talking about your medical journey. That's one thing that's very uh, inspirational about you. But you said something that got me thinking. You, th- you said, thank you, Holy Spirit, and thank you, Mary, for the name of, of, your, of your ministry. And you said that on my show. And I've had people thank people on the show before. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to thank Carla Broussard. It's like, I, I don't know if Carla Broussard is listening. You know, but we've had some people. It's like, you know, I want to thank uh, you know, Father Anthony Trapp or Father Jared Cook. Like, I know that they listen every now and then, so they might hear it. And I, I've never really thought about the Holy Spirit and Mary uh, listening to the show. So, first of all, Bill, do you think that the Holy Spirit and Mary listen to my show? I I definitely think so. I mean, where two or three are gathered, I am there, right? So, come on. They're listening right now. They are. Okay, I'm going to go to my producer very quickly. Sam, I, I, I kind of figured the answer was yes, at least for the Holy Spirit. He listens. I think Mary has a choice. The Holy Spirit has to because it's <laughs> scriptural. Sam, what do you think that the Holy Spirit and Mary think about Forte Catholic? Um, they like it. They like it. And they think that everyone should go to Patreon and support Forte Catholic <laughs> so that producer Sam can have other things that she desires in life. But why this is so funny is I never, ever let Sam talk during the interviews. I finally give her a chance. She, she's just like, give me money. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, so much more perfect than I could have imagined. Okay. We've got four minutes left. So people can go find out about your story on the website. Um, but I do want to just kind of give a brief overview of your medical journey. Um, I, I asked you what are the things, you know, what are the things that you have that would be interesting to talk about? And all you sent to me was this was the sentence, three open heart surgeries and Jesus. So why don't you talk, tell us a little bit about your medical journey and how it affects your faith? Yeah, so, uh, well, I was uh, baptized about uh, a couple hours before my first open heart surgery at three weeks of age. Uh, they found out uh, that I needed to have open heart surgery through uh, an echocardiogram that I had. Actually, it was a doctor that uh, put a stethoscope up and said, something doesn't sound right here. Uh, so I, I was baptized into the Catholic faith about a few hours before my uh, my first open heart surgery in Children's Hospital. I had an emergency baptism. If I had a bottle of water and I could squirt it at all your listeners, I would right about now. Um, but I to give them a feeling of what an emergency baptism feels like. but uh, <laughs> You remember, huh? 
Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, clearly, I clearly remember that. Um, anyway, so the the idea is that uh, Christ came into my life at a very very early age. I can't, you know, I, I, you know, I can't tell you that my baptism was any more important than yours, but uh, it was. I just think people a, would argue that it worked better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, but anyway, so so the Holy Spirit came in early in my life, um, and I and you know not everything is perfect, right? Um, I, my, my heart certainly wasn't perfect, but, uh, somewhere along the line of two open heart surgeries in the first year of my life, I had a stroke that, uh, affected the left half of my body. And, uh, so therefore like, you know, writing, uh, any fine motor skills, uh, really came down to, uh, being difficult, tying my shoes, uh, all, all these different things. I had a lot of struggles growing up, uh, with the with the physical uh, disability, but then I also had some of the cognitive stuff, right? So, like, I still am terrible at math. I believe two plus two equals four, but I'm still not sure at that. So, um, so so I grew up uh, with a lot of the you know cognitive stuff, a lot of the learning disabilities, organizational disabilities, um, as well, and really constantly overcoming them throughout my um, throughout my uh, you know childhood and my you know high, up through high school. Uh, as I, as I went off to college and it kind of shined and let, and let, uh, you know, some different paths come and, and develop in my life. Uh, and my, my creativity began to, to kind of come through a little bit, but, but yeah, so the, so the Holy Spirit, my faith, when, when you talk about the struggles, um, you have to know that God is there. God was always present, um, in, in all of it. You might not recognize it as a middle schooler, but when you're, when you're struggling to tie your shoes, um, you know, in middle school, here you are, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit's with you. And, and there was an awakening moment at Steubenville, a Steubenville youth conference I went to in Attleboro, Massachusetts, my sophomore year in high school, that, uh, that really awoke me to that, uh, that baptism in the Holy Spirit. If, uh, it, it, it unlocked my confirmation, it unlocked my uh, baptismal graces, I think. Uh, and, and that's really where I started to feel Christ's love. Uh, and knew that I had to go spread it and knew that I was given the story um, of all these struggles and all these issues um, to to sow hope into other people's broken hearts, uh, which is the tagline in, in my ministry. Right. It's just to help other other people realize we're all in this boat together uh, and we all have uh, we all have broken hearts on some level. So that's so that's really what my ministry is about. Uh, and, you know, I just use my personal witness. I use my personal story. I use my personal um, my my personal struggles and successes to uh, to try and just sow hope into broken hearts. Well, Bill, thank you for sharing. Thank you for your witness. Thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, how how do you where do you want to send people? How can people get in touch with you? Uh, I think the best place uh, to to quickly follow me is either on uh, uh, Twitter uh, or Facebook. Right, I, that's where all the show links are, so you can find the show on my Twitter at pwh ministry. Uh, or, fa- or Facebook is uh, Patchwork Heart Ministry as well. And then uh, patchworkheart.org is the website if you want to learn more about, uh, you know, email lists and you want to come out to the, come out, you know, have me come out to your parish and, and talk to your, you know, talk to you about what it means to love Jesus more. Awesome, Bill. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. And thanks most of all uh, for sharing that story about the Flyers. And uh, good luck to you guys in just dealing with that mascot. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Uh, Guys, we will be right back for our final segment of the day. 
We're going to continue talking about uh, some of the struggles, and we're also going to get into this thing called Curious Cat. I don't know if you guys have ever heard heard of this, but it's this kind of odd social media thing that uh, uh, it's mainly through Twitter. It's just random people asking questions, and me and producer Sam are going to answer some of these questions because I don't want to do it by myself on the Twitters. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is your host, Taylor Schroll. Producer Sam, here as always. Producer Sam and I are going to have a little conversation here. She's going to help me with something. Because there's this thing called Curious Cat. It's a social media that it's primarily through Twitter, but you can like send it to your Facebook and stuff too. Essentially what Curious Cat is, is people can ask questions of you anonymously where essentially the idea is they'll ask you anonymous questions you will answer them on your twitter feed on your facebook so that people can kind of get to know you a little bit well everybody knows that uh sam is the most popular person on catholic twitter although she doesn't even have a twitter that's what i keep being told i don't actually know if this is true this could be an elaborate prank you might not be the most popular person on Catholic Twitter, but you are the favorite person of the most popular people on Catholic Twitter. Famous people like you. Okay, thanks. I was thinking okay. this is kind of Inception-like. I didn't understand. <laughs> the favorite people of the favorite people on the Twitter of the Forte Catholic like Is it still spinning? You. I don't know. <laughs> the, the top is still spinning. Okay. So here's the deal. I get asked some of these curious cat questions, and I've never fully gotten behind this whole Curious Cat thing. A lot of people who are popular on Twitter use Curious Cat a lot to be funny, to like engage with the followers, whatever. I've always thought it was kind of weird. So I've only answered a few of them. Okay. So essentially, like if I tweet out an, a- an answer to one of these questions, people see the question. They don't see who sent it, because I don't see who sent it. They see the question, and then they see my answer. I get asked a lot of weird questions where I'm just like, I don't think people should care about this, but obviously someone does. Right. <laughs> because someone asked this question. So what I'd like to do is start a new segment on the show that, of course, we have no prep for. Of course. Because I didn't plan anything because of said busy week earlier that we talked about in the first segment. But there will be one very soon. But essentially what we're going to do, Sam, we're going to do one of two things. And by that, I mean both of them. (laughs) Okay. Either we are both going to answer these questions so that people can get to know us a little bit better. They can get to know the the producer, Sam, that everyone knows and loves. They can get to know me. I'm going to pull up this this tweet that uh, you'll like this a lot. I I I think I showed this to you. But essentially, I started ranking like most popular people ever in like Forte Catholic history, history, right? Um, so I, how did I do this? I ranked like number one, most famous people to ever come on. I believe I put father, uh, maybe father Anthony. No, not father Anthony. I don't remember what I did. I should have pulled this tweet up earlier. <laughs> um, there was, it was, it was something essential to, to the, to the effect of 
Father Anthony Sharapa, Bearded Blevins. Mm-hmm. And then we like, like that was number one, number two. Oh, no. Here's what it was. Number one was producer Sam. <laughs> number two was wife Sam. That's important. Number three was Bearded Blevins. I think I put Father Anthony down a little bit lower just to mess with him. Sounds um, about like, right. like 14 and 15. Like I skipped a few. 14 and 15 was like the uh, Lance Rosen from The Coaster, Annie Fulkerson from Salt and Light. Okay. Then I went down like to like 113 because earlier in that week I'd said there's been about 100, a little over 100 people involved with the show. So 113 most popular people. I was number 113. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this, the, what this is, is essentially getting to know the most popular person in Forte Catholic history and the least popular person in Forte Catholic history, the least liked at least. All right. Okay. So either we're both going to answer. Okay. Or if it's a tough question that I didn't really want to answer, you're just going to help me along. You're going to help me give my answer, okay? We'll see. First question, and we'll we'll both answer this one. Okay. Are you happy and why or why not? Yes, I am happy. And I know this is going to sound super cheesy, but it's because of Jesus, because there's no way you have a week like this and you can still smile without loving Jesus. So that is my answer. I too am happy, and my answer is going to sound very cheesy as well, but... How can people not be happy when Gouda cheese is a thing? I mean, it's true. I, I just love Gouda so much. That was my cat sound. Curious cat. For curious cat. I thought it was like a cat, because like, like mice like cheese and cat. I thought the cat was eating my mouse that was eating my cheese. It, I guess it Inception. Could. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and delete that question. Sorry. To, wh- whoever answered it, you're not, you're not getting it answered on the Twitters because we're answering them here. Okay. Sam, did you visit Great Britain? If yes, where did you go? If no, what would you like to visit? No, I have not. And if I'm going to be there, I guess I'd take a tour guide so they could take me to all the cool places. What's so great about Britain? Like the who, accents? Who decided that they get to be called great? Like we're trying to make <laughs> like our our president, our Trump, our, our Trump, Trump is trying to make America great again. Like Britain's just like we've always been great. We're still great. We are great. Except for that time you lost a war to us. So no, I've never been to Great Britain. I didn't go anywhere. If no, would I like to visit? Sure. But I kind of feel like my trip to Great Britain will be like in Parks and Rec, where Leslie Nope and Ron Swanson went. I feel like you would be the Leslie Nope and like, I'm so excited. This is amazing. Let's go everywhere. And I'd be like, no, I want to go back to America, which is the greatest. Where's my steak? Where's my steak? Uh, okay. <laughs> this is our production value. We have it here at Forte Cap. Um, let, we'll both answer this one. Okay. In your life so far, this, this might take some time, but okay. we'll, we'll make it as rapid fire as possible. In your life so far, what were the three happiest things and the three saddest things that ever happened to you? First oh of all, gosh. person who answered this question, I could only do this answer on the show how am I supposed to answer that in 240, quest, uh, 240 characters? I don't know. That'd be really short, I guess. All right. Three happiest things in my life. Uh, getting married. Good um, answer. Uh, my conversion day. Good answer. And episode 100 of the Fourth Catholic <laughs> Show. I should have known that was coming. What are your three happiest? We'll start there. Uh, my three happiest, I probably, okay, this kind of goes together, but baptism and 
conversion do you moment. Rem- do you remember baptism? No, but that's where I br- you, was brought into the church. You it's weren't important. Having, you probably cried because they were pouring water on you while you slept. Maybe, but I don't know <laughs> for sure. I'm sure if I could be there right now, it would be a happy moment for me. Um, okay, that's my first one. My second one would be... I don't know. This is really hard. One of my saddest moments there you go. is that you can't answer this question oh, no. quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'll just make it up. I'll just make it up. Uh, and when I... When I get to travel, I love to travel, and, and um, I just like really little moments of like spending time with people. And I know that's like, again, I'm not really answering one moment, but those little times when it's like, oh, this is nice. Second saddest moment is that you kept going after <laughs> I said that this wasn't going very well. Uh, uh, saddest, mo- yeah, we're gonna skip that one. Okay, this is too sad and You're too happy. Too Let's just be in the happy okay. middle. Um. Wait, I didn't do the cat sound. Wow. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is one that you'll help me with. Okay. <laughs> but how do I answer this safely? What are the stupidest things you've done, Taylor? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, one of them I definitely can't talk about. Okay. We talked about some of the stupid things I did earlier, like not planning for an outdoor event to have it inside. <laughs> That's true. Stupidest things I've done. Oh, I, I know one. Uh, our friend sitting next to us in the studio whispered at me very angrily during when I was answering three happiest moments in my life. She's like, what about your children? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> maybe that's one of the stupidest things I've ever done. Sorry, Chris, Wait, Maggie. Wait, forgetting and- your children? I have children. That's that's the stupidest part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like having them. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, I just want no, to make sure that two really... of them I was very happy about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just want to make sure that was really clear. <laughs> this is why you're helping me. All right, um, Sam, this one's perfect for you. Okay. When is the last time you were sick? What did you have? How many days were you sick? And what medicines did you take? This is literally the worst. <laughs> I've been sick now for over two weeks. Because you didn't go to the doctor. I have at least a really, really bad sinus infection. And um, I took, I had to get a shot and two medications and one I was allergic to and had an allergic reaction. Boom. Okay. This question we're going to do only for you. <laughs> what? Because you're, you're, you're a single lady, like Beyonce once sang All about. All single ladies. Um, what qualities... Do you appreciate in a partner or potential partner? Yes. Um, this is going to sound bad, but he has to love Jesus, but that's okay. Yeah, that sounds terrible. What are you, what are you talking about? That sounds bad. Okay. It's a Catholic radio show. <laughs> okay, I just want to make gonna sure. going to sound terrible, but I really want him to like the Eucharist and Mary. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, I don't want them to be like, oh, of course the Catholic girl would say, oh, blah, blah, blah. blah. How stereotypical of you to want what you should want. It's true. Okay, so yes, he has to love Jesus. Um, I need someone who can, like, lead with me. I tend to be a really good leader, so I need not someone who can outlead me, but who can lead with me. And someone who can push me further than I even think that I could go. Uh. Oh, wait. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I really wanted to say all oh, as you blew the cat sound. 
You want to try uh, again? I don't. Okay. Um, so here's another follow-up question for, for me. Okay. That we can just delete again. It says, does anyone hate you? If yes, why? Remember that answer I couldn't answer about the stupidest things I've ever done? Yes. Same story. <laughs> um, Sam. Yes. We will both answer this. I will answer first. How much water is too much water? <laughs> Over my, a cup my, a day? No, shh. It's my turn. It's my show. Sorry. I said I was going to go first and you butt in. <laughs> How much water is too much water? I know that like... Physically, there is there has been two confirmed stories that I know of of someone drowning because they drink too much water. Terrifying. I sweat a lot. This is very, very well known fact. I definitely drink a ton of water, probably more than is even suggested. I've never come close to drowning myself in my water in my belly. So I don't think that there's a max you can drink. Because even though I know scientifically that there is, scientifically. I've never gotten that close. So let's turn it over to you. Oh, I yeah, over over a cup a day. You need of to drink actual more water. of actual water. So remember that time two weeks ago when I told you that you were sick and to go to the doctor and you didn't do it, and then your life turned terrible. Yes, this is another one of those moments that you need to listen <laughs> to me. Your body is seventy something percent water. Water yes. is quite important. Jesus is the water of life. You True. should put more Jesus in H2O form in your body. Or you don't <laughs> love Jesus and your boyfriend Ouch. who does love Jesus won't love you. Wow, that just got real. Wow. Wow. That was <gasps> Let's go back to that stupidest things I've ever done question. <laughs> okay, Sam, this will be a fun question for you. Will you go on vacation this year? If yes, how much money will you spend and what will you visit? Uh, I actually am about to take a trip in a few days. Well, not a few days, but pretty dang close. Uh, I'm going to the Holy Land for 10 days. That's exciting. And I've already spent over 3000 to okay. go. And this... I will spend some more when I'm there, I'm sure, <laughs> to buy things and eat and... Yeah. Eating is important, and so is drinking water. You should buy some water while you're there, especially because you'll be walking around. Uh, uh. We're now to the questions in April, because I haven't <laughs> answered questions from April. It's currently yeah. September. Um, For myself, this question will go well with one of the things I already answered. What invention do you think has done the most for humanity and why? Mm. My answer is absolutely air conditioning i do not understand how people lived before air conditioning right it is the single greatest thing that man has ever made mm -hmm. god has made some pretty cool things right jesus him, him, himself it's very right. confusing um, right. he's made you know apostles beautiful churches beautiful uh, he's made great stuff the greatest made, thing man has ever made is air conditioning and he made the person who made air conditioning which is really important. Sure. What's your greatest <laughs> invention of all time and why? Um, yeah, AC is really important. We live in Texas. It's hot. <laughs> it's still hot right now in September. I saw, like, because my friends live in Canada because I did missionary work there. It's already snowing in September there. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hot. This question. <laughs> Anonymous asked on April 10th, how many friends do you have? I don't know. Like, how am I supposed to answer that question? Like, 
There are a lot of people that. What I'm you're not going to say, me, Taylor? I'm right in front of you, and you're not going to say that I'm your friend. You're recalling <laughs> something that happened that you did wrong. Yeah. Eight months ago on the show. You're welcome. It's not even close to where this situation is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How oh, many friends know. do I have? I, I think I have maybe a hundred. I probably have about two that like me reciprocally. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Only two? I do not think that's true. I, I've I've just had many moments in the last uh, couple of years where people that I think were my friends ended up not being my friends. So I'm pretty sure that's just uh, how life is going to work now, where I'm just going to find out that everyone that I think likes me actually didn't. Wait, are we are we done? Yeah. What does mine say? We have a minute and 15 seconds left. Mine says we have 20. What is happening? <laughs> 20 seconds? What? what? 758? 20... Your clock is wrong. We're not done yet. <laughs> we just began the show and ended the show with <laughs> producer Sam Messiam. Wait, what does your clock say over there? Mine says 758.54. Mine says 7.59 now. It's over. It's not. It's not over. <laughs> I don't know. What's I don't know what's happening. <laughs> you want to answer another question? <laughs> sure. You're going to have to keep up with time then. All right. Last one. <laughs> Play the music now because there's 30 seconds left. <laughs> oh my god! Producer Sam, I'm trying to help you out. Usually, you're the best producer in all of Catholic podcasting. Nick Sharapa, I have to apologize. I think you win this week, buddy. <laughs> you win every week in my book. No, that's not true. Don't be nice to him. Aww. All right, we'll be back next week for a non or a mistake-free Forte Catholic. Maybe. Hope y'all enjoyed. Say it. Yeah. <laughs>